Welcome to the Beanball, the most exciting podcast about the most boring sport. I am one of your hosts, Brady O'Callaghan. I'm the other of your hosts, Joey Price. Don't touch that dial. You did not accidentally switch or cross streams with your local NPR affiliate. This is not This American Life. This is not Serial? Is that on that? Uh-huh. Okay. This is not the PBS News Hour. This is Car Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's about baseball. And, uh, guys, tis the season to be merry. Tis the season to be giving. It's the holiday season. That's right. And we're doing a little holiday Christmas well, not Christmas. Can't say Christmas Can't anymore. Can't say Christmas anymore. Not allowed. We're on Christmas. That's the problem with <laughs> baseball. Can't say it. A uh, little, little, uh, little gift guide episode. It's the 12th, inni- tw- 12th inning stretch. Of Christmas? Oh, okay. What were you going for? A month. I don't know. That- oh, okay. I thought maybe 12, 12 days, days of Christmas. That would make way more sense. <laughs> For sure. The riffing's gone on too far. Hey, yeah, we're going to do a little gift guide. Maybe you got someone in your life who loves baseball, and you're like, what do I get this person? Uh, And you weren't thinking about getting them something baseball-related. Here are some ideas that we'll tell you throughout this episode of things you could get them. Yeah. These are things that we, you know, maybe have or are aware of or have red spoiler alert uh-oh there will be books paul thomas anderson's there will be books there will be books um yeah yeah um for sure i know i know around this time of year i know vaguely what uh, people i love are interested in um maybe i don't share the same interest and um i would have a hard time thinking of something or maybe somebody just knows something great um in this thing that I do know a little bit about, and I would have never thought to look in that direction. I, this is, we're setting this up as though the person listening to this is not the person that likes baseball, but that they know somebody. You're out there. <laughs> There's definitely or, a beanball listener out there yeah. who has no idea what baseball is. Or maybe, maybe you like baseball, and you're like, oh, you know what? I would like something baseball-related for Christmas. I can ask for this. Yeah, that is more likely. Or buy it for yourself. You, I'm a big believer in buying yourself a gift. That's good. I don't do that, but that is a nice thing to do for yourself. You got to do that. I'm buying myself a gift this year. Are you? Yeah, ACL surgery. That's nice. It's, Did you need that? Dude, I'm spending a lot of money on it. Did I need it? No. Just kind of, just kind of, you know, for a change. Well, yeah, you got to treat yourself every once in a while. Uh, now I kind of want ACL surgery. Yeah, jealous? I am jealous. I'll tell Kristen that you Please. want ACL surgery. All right. Up first on the uh, gift list, ACL surgery. <laughs> yeah, it's there. Uh, okay, let's. we'll talk books first. Yeah, why not? I think books are maybe the easiest thing to get a baseball fan. There's so freaking many of them. Yeah. It's also like the easiest gift to get anyone who has an interest. For right? sure. Mm-hmm. You like this thing? Would you like to know more about it? Sure. Yep. Um, Here 
the the one person I want to start with is there is a author named Roger Angel, who is like has been writing about baseball for the New Yorker since forever. He is a World War II veteran. This guy's like in his nineties. He continues to write every once in a while, and he has a lot of books out there that are just kind of like um, uh, they're compilations. Is that the right word yeah. of his articles and things? And um, so, really, you cannot go wrong getting anything by him. And that's uh, Angel, A-N-G-E-L-L. That's correct. Uh, the one that I have read uh, that I really like is Late Innings. Um, uh, but I believe that the Summer Game uh, is maybe kind of his most popular, most well-known one. He's a really, really fantastic writer. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would, it, you, you really can't go wrong if you get something, uh, by him. That sounds great. I, uh, admittedly have not read a ton of baseball books. I can think of one, um, which is Moneyball. Sure. And that's a classic. It's great. It's a really great book. Uh, the baseball fan in your life probably has read it. Yeah. But if they haven't, I can't recommend it enough. Also, if you, if you have somebody in your life that's not a baseball fan, it still might be a pretty good book to buy them. It's like about finding, it's about like a scrappy underdog team that finds inefficiencies in order to succeed. Yeah. And it's really good. It's a great story. Um, I actually, I didn't think I would have a book, but I have one that's actually on my list that I'm Ooh. interested in. And it's by Paul Goldberger. It's called Ballpark baseball in the american city and it's specifically about ballparks in america and that sounds really nice is it is it it's probably about like the newer wave of like oh nice nice urban ballparks maybe it says from the earliest corrals of the mid 1800s to the much mourned parks of the early 1900s to the stadiums we fill today Paul Goldberger makes clear the inextricable bond between the American city and America's favorite pastime. That sounds really good. It sounds great. Um, one book that I uh, like if you are uh, a baseball fan that's maybe interested in learning a little bit more about um, statistics or kind of what teams are looking at in today's game is a book called Smart Baseball by Keith Law. And uh, he kind of goes more into the stats-heavy side of stuff, but he does it in a really, really approachable way by just kind of talking, taking you through one thing at a time. And um, the main point that he makes is like, you know, this is this is the kind of stuff that teams are looking at nowadays. So it's like good for fans of the teams to know that as well. Um, and uh, it's, but it, it's it's entertaining at the same time as being kind of uh, mathy too. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. The nice thing about books is that um, you can uh, get them in a, a few different levels of approachability. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is from a novice fan or casual fan all the way up to a stats head. Yep. Uh, last one is the only rule is it has to work. That's by Ben Lindbergh and Sam Miller. They are hosts of a podcast we've mentioned a couple times on this called Effectively Wild. And um, 
it is maybe a little bit of a statsy. No, I don't think it's really statsy, but they are two guys who are like, you know, into that. But they're they're writers first, more than they're like math people, um, and they basically had the opportunity to become the general managers of a small independent team in Sonoma, California, for a summer, and they basically just write about their experience of running that team and trying to like experiment with the kind of thing that they were doing. They like would play, you know, they. Um, four man outfields and things oh, like wow. that just to kind of like see what would work um and uh, it's a really entertaining read the the people that they interact with on this team are really like cool characters and weirdos and stuff and it's yeah. fun yeah i wish we would have done this episode before i sent um my mom my christmas yeah. list because now i got a few more items yeah don't make our mistake don't send your list yet. Don't send it yet. If if you already did, if you already did, you, find find you made a mistake. Yeah, you need an addendum. <laughs> yeah, I'll send an addendum. Okay, send an addendum. Smart. Um, I that about wraps it on books, right? That's that's all the books there are. That's all there are. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a million. There's that. so many. There's also like biographies of every big player that's ever played. Yeah. So if you're dad or mom is a huge fan of mickey mantle then get that person the mickey mantle biography because for sure there is one mm-hmm. and for sure they'll love it yep yeah my dad once for christmas got four copies from different people of the sandy koufax biography that's incredible yes. hey when you have a brand your gifts are going to be on brand and i think he went to he went to return three of them to barnes and noble and the woman working there was like, I've had people come in here with two of the same copy of the book to return. I've never had three. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really funny. <laughs> I love that. Yep. Um, great. Um, up next, yeah, we'll just do like a, a little short sweep in terms of media. Oh, no, yeah. Nobody really buys movies too much anymore. Yeah. If you're going to. We've talked about a million baseball movies already on the podcast. And we're going to talk about a couple more next episode. Yeah. Um, the next um, two episodes, really, kind of. Because, uh, all right, spoiler alert, we're talking about baseball documentaries uh-huh. coming up. And then the following one, we're going to be talking oh, about right. um, uh, fictional baseball players. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So, uh, anyway, keep yeah. stay tuned for those because uh, that's going to be some like good... You're home for the holidays. You got nothing to do. Here's some fun things that you can throw on uh, 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 to watch. Yeah. But uh, honestly, if you're trying to think, oh, um, this person I love loves baseball. I want to get them baseball movies. Get them Netflix. Exactly. There it is. There it is. How about that? Um, One thing you can do, though, is get them a freaking vinyl copy of Baseball's Greatest Hits. Oh, this is not the Van Lingle Mungo that oh, I totally blew it. That was a fun surprise for me though, because I, I really thought that that was going to be, I didn't know what it was when it started playing. Yeah, I was trying to play Van Lingle Mungo. Van Lingle Mungo. Uh, yes, get them that. Also, a thing that we found out from my father, who gave us the cassette tape version of that album, is that. 
uh, there are kind of different versions of it. Like the vinyl one has things on it that the cassette doesn't and vice versa and stuff. So get all copies of that that you can find and, you know, so you have the ultimate set. For sure. Of baseball's greatest hits. Anyways, just don't search Spotify for Van Lingo Mungo <laughs> and play the first result. Because that's certainly, certainly not it. Certainly don't do that. Whatever you do. I'm furious. Whatever you do, it cannot be that. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's that. Um, moving on, uh, I think, let's talk, since we're kind of on the topic of it, of media, let's talk subscriptions. Yeah. Um, one thing that you can do, um, is buy a loved one a subscription, a year-long subscription to MLB at bat. It'd be, it's great. Uh, Brady and I use MLB up at all the time, every day, basically. I will use the app at the very least on my phone, which is free, but if you pay for it, you get a much better experience. Yes. And also, you can then stream every out-of-market game that you want. Yep. Essentially, if the game is not airing on a local channel near you, which for both of our teams, none of those games really ever are. So it's a great way for me living in New York to be able to follow Cleveland. I can tune into any game on my phone, on my computer, on my TV via Roku or Apple TV, anything like that. Um, It's really, really great. If someone you know plays fantasy baseball and they don't have an MLB TV subscription, it's a really fun thing to have in companion with that because... You, on fantasy baseball, get stuck with some players that you don't know anything about, but it's an easy way to be like, oh, I have a player on the Pirates. Sure, I'll throw on a Pirates game. Yeah, I do exactly that. It's a huge reason why I subscribed. I love it a lot. And yeah, I use it year-round, not just the um, during the baseball season. I get probably an update a day uh, on my phone about Cleveland news, trade rumors, things like that, and it's a great way to keep me engaged uh, with baseball year-round. Yeah. I love it. Sidebar, speaking of which, you see that Steven Strasburg signed a seven-year, $245 million contract? I know, yeah. I was talking right. with for him. fan of the pod and also guest of the pod and friend of the pod, <laughs> Jesse Lee, uh, saying that this one got locked in, uh, which said, uh, which is about what people thought Garrett Cole was going to sign, which is only going to amplify yeah. his. Yeah, Cole, I, I think the, the rumor I heard was that the Yankees offered Cole like a seven-year contract, and now that Strasburg got a seven-year contract, probably means Cole's going to get like an eight- or nine-year contract for oh, more wow. money. Uh, yeah, so anyway. That's a fun good, sidebar. Uh, fun sidebar. Congratulations, Steven Strasburg. He... He signed kind of a team-friendly contract a couple of years ago, but it had this opt-out clause in it. He took the risk on himself, took that opt-out, and then I got a ton more money. So good for him. That's great. Yep. If you're a Major League Baseball player, um, maybe get a, an opt-out clause for yourself this yeah. season. And then uh, play really well and have your team win the World Series. Yeah, we'll put it on the list just in <laughs> case. Um, okay. Clothes? No, 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 wait. There were set subscriptions. Yeah, we got a couple other ones. You're right, sorry. Uh, the Athletic. Uh, Tell me about it. Great. I am a subscriber of The Athletic. It's a, uh online sports journalism website um, that basically has beat writers for every single team. Um, uh, uh, definitely of baseball, but I imagine of 
most every major sports yeah, of the four? They absolutely do. I get uh, things pop up all the time for um, local Cleveland writers talking yeah. about the Browns and the Cavs. Yeah, it's uh, and it's it's really good. Uh, Ken Rosenthal is the main baseball person uh, there who's good. They also have Jason Stark, who's a great baseball writer, um, and a lot of other really, really good uh, people. It's a great way to kind of keep in touch with your team uh you can choose the teams that you want to follow and then kind of have a dashboard i guess of oh here's news about your team or here's articles about the teams that you are interested in uh i think it's 50 bucks a year 60 bucks a year um uh, which is not crazy for the amount of content that you are given yeah it's amazing it's a you know it's one of those things where uh you can get like some of the news about your team via just mlb.com etc just on twitter whatever espn but the athletic kind of uh pays for the best reporting and like in-depth analysis uh they really have like the talent to um sort of make this sort of coverage worth it absolutely and and there's sometimes with other sports websites i'll kind of i'll kind or, or blogs i'll sometimes be like how much money is this person being paid that i'm going to like and is it enough like the reporting maybe isn't that good or things like that because of that and with this one you can it's like the reporting's really good and they pay their people well and part of that is because you are paying for the subscription yeah um so it's amazing how that works yeah okay finally um one thing that's a hot ticket item this year is good luck getting your hands on this one (laughs) yeah who knows who knows maybe it's too late um uh but you could always get them a subscription to Disney Plus <laughs> if they're still available. Yeah. They do have a set amount that they're giving out. So. Yeah. And I'm talking about a specific level of Disney Plus um that includes ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. Um uh which just gives you access to ESPN uh broadcasting. So yeah. And a lot of good uh 30 for 30 uh, things that are on there and stuff. It's good. Yeah, for sure. So that's just extra baseball content for you. Yeah. That pretty much covers media. Yep. For the most part. Um, a quick aside, we're drinking some uh, holiday-themed beverages. Naturally. What do we got here, Brady? Uh, we got here the Stille Nacht. Nacht uh-huh. G, maybe. I don't know. Um, it's a, a Belgian... Uh, winter warmer or uh, winter warmer esque. I asked for a winter warmer. The guy at the beer store said, Yeah, these three are as close as you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one has a snowman on the cover. Um, it's from uh, it's bottled by De Dole Brouwers in Belgium, and it was very nice. Yeah, it, it, was, it was um, spicy, a little boozy it's 12 percent. yeah just a little boozy just a little boozy um but not not overwhelming yeah it was very nice and now uh, that was kind of what we drank for the first bit of the podcast and now we're drinking cbs which i think stands for uh central broadcasting (laughs) service Uh, uh canadian breakfast stout uh by founders brewery in michigan 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 Michigan. Michigan. I can look this up very easily. Illinois? Michigan. 
Well, not if I spell founders Michigan. with a B. Uh, and it is a uh, imperial stout with made with chocolate and coffee, and aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids, Michigan. And it's uh, it's comes in a little boozy at about eleven and a half percent. Yep, a little bit, and uh, it's very tasty. I, it's from twenty seventeen, so I've been sitting on it for a little while. I have a closet where I have two beers that I sit on. This is <laughs> and this deep was look one into Joey's life. <laughs> um, it's very very nice. It's really nice. I would not say, I mean, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty chocolatey. Mm-hmm. The bourbon I can taste. I don't taste like the maple so much, but it's really tasty. No, it definitely has a, the sweetness uh, that mm-hmm. maple might add, but I taste the chocolate. I taste the bourbon. Yeah. Um, it's a little bitter on the end. That could be the coffee. Yeah. It looks, when you pour it out, it looks like chocolate syrup. Yes, it's great. It's like, it is viscous. And it tastes to me like grown-up chocolate milk. Yeah. I, it's great. It's I, really good. I, uh, yeah, it was a little bit of a pricey one, but I went, this looks good. Yeah. I should, I should get a bottle, sit on it for two years, two years. and then have it for breakfast since that's how you're supposed <laughs> yeah, to have it, I guess. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to have it. Um, so thank you to those breweries and thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you assume. so much. We appreciate you. You'll have our, um, Christmas thank you letters uh-huh. in the mail soon. Yeah, we send thank you letters every Christmas <laughs> to-, to the breweries <laughs> that decide to sponsor us. Um, Okay clothes oh wait also one thing about beer beer is a good gift to give at christmas as well i like getting it i will sometimes give my parents like beer or a gift certificate for like a local beer shop or something like that and i enjoy getting that myself so that's also it's not baseball related but it is a nice thing if you like beer you know somebody likes beer i like getting it because uh i like good beer it can be a little bit expensive and uh yeah yeah i was about to say that i've Oh, I've never given or received beer for Christmas, but that's not true. Every single year I go home to Cleveland for Christmas, and my parents make sure that the fridge is stocked with Great Lakes Christmas Ale, which is my favorite beer of all time. It's only, uh, well, it's not only available in Cleveland, but it's not available in New York City. So it's truly my one chance of the year to have it. And it's, it, yeah. It's nice. It's huge. Yeah. Um, Okay, clothes. Let's talk about clothes. So here's a problem that I have with baseball apparel, and is specifically for women. I, a couple of years ago, tried to find a shirt for my wife, Jacqueline, for Christmas. And I had a really hard time finding one. I feel like the clothes that are kind of made by MLB, geared at women, are bad. They have really, they're poorly designed. They look dumb they don't look as good as the men's for some reason they don't just make the men's clothes and then put it into women's sizes if that makes sense yeah um so uh uh i would recommend doing a little bit of searching uh if you're looking for a gift for uh, a woman uh, to maybe find better designed uh items i found a really good shirt for my wife uh, at Lids, of all places, online. Oh, nice. And they had uh, a good giant shirt that I bought for her. Um, uh, so, yes, that's my little PSA about buying uh, uh, a pair, sports apparel for women. Yeah. Baseball apparel for women. For sure. Also, I mean, you can 
it is oh definitely a weird thing with like the MLB shop and just how they it's it's like children's toys how gendered they make yes, things exactly I I will say I uh, this past season picked up a like pale pink Cleveland hat mm-hmm. block C hat because and it was a women's hat. I have never gotten more compliments. It's on a, a really nice hat. Hat. It's yeah. great. I love it. And Which, pink's a great color. And that actually leads you into a, a closed gift idea that you have. It sure does. Um, I think a great gift is like your favorite team's hat in a new colorway or a not typical colorway that you'd have. You can have your basic, you know, on-field hat or you know their standard hat that they'd normally wear. But as we know, they will vary up their uniforms for like Father's Day weekend or, you know, so support the troops, uh, Veterans Day, etc. They'll throw in like a camo or army fatigue colorway. Uh, you can get those uh, through the MLB shop, certainly. Um, they do like breast cancer awareness. You can get a, a pink through there. Um, and it's like a fun way to just bring in a little bit more color and variety to your fandom and how you represent it. Yeah, it stands out too. Like it's 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 a ni- it really does kind of stand out from the rest of the ordinary. Oh, that's that hat that I always see. Yeah, for sure. I have seen like a you know black on black hat. It's all black all over, but with just like the embroidered logo on mm-hmm. it looks awesome yeah it's so cool um another thing that i'll say is that you can find um teams or or like brands like new era will do collaboration sometimes uh with other brands who primarily make very well designed clothes i know that um i think it was new era did a collaboration with like carhartt Mm -hmm. and they did released all of their teams um like hats all the MLB teams hats in like this workwear like khaki color with just the whatever their normal um uh logo is on it it was a cool variant there was a all denim cap uh same thing um Todd Snyder right now it, it, this primarily works if you're from like Boston or New York mm-hmm. Um, those like big market teams will have ones um, that have hats in like cool tweeds and flannels uh, that are really cool. Um, so yeah, there's options out there. There's also definitely a lot of like quote unquote black market clothes that are like not MLB sponsored, and they don't they won't like say the team's name on it, but it's clear what they're referencing. Um, I have a great giant shirt that does not say San Francisco or Giants on it, and it's just three baseballs. One says 2010, one says 2012, one says 2014, like floating in the cove outside of the stadium, mm-hmm. and it's like black and orange. That and shirt's it, amazing. And it's a great shirt, and it's was made because somebody liked, somebody made it, uh, and they could because it doesn't say Giants on it. So yeah, that kind of stuff is good to look for, too. I tell you, et cetera, apparel surrounding sports leads into a great one that you listed. Yeah. Uh, Homage is a, a clothing brand out of Columbus, Ohio, and they have they are a, a like a um, 
league-associated brand, so all of their clothing is like approved by Major League Baseball, but they have some really, really great designs. It's a really, it's actually probably a, a good place to look for um, uh, female or, uh, uh, shirts as well. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, they've got just kind of more hipper designs um, and a lot of stuff. Uh, they have a really cool uh collection right now that i was looking at today that's like a bunch of current players with their like tops baseball card as the as the image and it just looks like the baseball card and it says tops on it um and uh yeah it looks cool and it's fun and uh yeah it's a good 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 brand yeah that's great um they have uh right now i'm i'm on their website looking they have a great ballpark series um, if you want a shirt that reps your team's ballpark, it looks like they got a good number of them. Hey, they got our teams. Nice. How about that? They used to have a Hall of Fame series of like Hall of Fame players that you could get uh, shirts of, and I looked and I couldn't find it today because I, I bought my dad a shirt of like a very kind of lesser known Hall of Famer from the Pirates in the nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties. And it was kind of weird looking and ugly, but he loved it. That's uh, great. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking right now. They have ballparks, mascots, minor league, players, team nicknames, and World Series chants. Hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And it's w- a good spot. We should also say, like, uh, we're talking about, like, uh, uh, clothes uh, for women. We're specifically talking about the cut. They design them yes. in weird ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyone can wear the men's size, but that just means like it's a unisex t-shirt. Yes, for sure. You're right. Uh, yeah, it's not going to have a, yes. a nice fun cut to yeah. it. Um, okay. Um, my last one is uh, this company called Ebbets Field Flannels, um, which are you familiar, Joe? Mm-hmm, I am. I have a couple of shirts from them. Dang. Hell yeah. Um, they're a great company that I believe just got started making um like full flannel baseball caps of like vintage with vintage designs from primarily like minor league teams and negro league teams um they've incorporated japanese baseball teams yeah i have the japanese uh the giants uh, shirt of theirs jacqueline got me one and uh it's a really cool shirt it's amazing Yeah. yeah this is a really great um honestly even if you don't like baseball but you like wearing baseball hats this is a great place to find a design that's very cool um and people will ask you it's like oh what is that and you can tell them oh yeah this is a japanese baseball team um they also carry um yeah t-shirts they carry like full replica flannel baseball jerseys um sweatshirts jackets um they do, they do some really really cool stuff, um, so can't recommend them enough. Their stuff looks great. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. I really like the shirts I uh, have of theirs. Um, yeah, a, a really good place to look for it. Great. Hey, let's move on to games. Games. Let's do it. Uh, so the, the game that most people know about when it comes to baseball is called, uh, uh, Stratomatic, which is kind of before our time, 
my father-in-law actually has a whole Stratomatic set, and I looked at it the last time I was there, and I was like, I can't look at this too much because I will get too invested in it uh-huh. and, wow. and, and waste my day uh, playing it. Uh, but it's basically like you would be sent uh, teams and stats and stuff, and you like make a team. You kind of act as GM a little bit, and you make a team. It's not really fantasy, but... Uh, uh, it's kind of similar to that. So anyway, there is that, which is cool and kind of interesting. Um, if you need an excuse to get invested in it next time, you do have a baseball podcast, and we could talk about it. That's a good point. I'm going there for the holidays, so maybe I'll bring it out. Yeah, definitely waste a day talking to no one and <laughs> looking into that. I'm sure everyone will understand. Um, yeah, they won't understand, but they might leave me alone. They won't. They certainly won't say anything. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but there are other. There are two other games uh, uh, as well. I really like board games, and I've played a, uh, two other baseball games that I enjoy. One is called Bottom of the Ninth, uh, that does kind of a good job of emulating the three outs of Bottom of the Ninth, and one person is playing as the hitting team, and one person is playing, or the the pitching team, and one person is the hitting team, and. Um, that sounds stressful. The, the pitching team is trying to get three outs, and the hitting team is trying to score one run. And if either of them achieve their goals, then they win. Uh, I haven't played it. I would love to. It's fun. It's quick. Uh, kind of card-based game. You get to choose your player based on different stats and stuff. And, um, yeah, it's a good time. Uh, and I think it does a good jo- – it's a good game for a baseball fan because it does – I think if you weren't a baseball fan, you might think it was kind of dumb. But I think as a baseball fan, it does a good job of emulating that moment. Yeah. Uh, The other one that I like that I think you don't need to be a baseball fan to enjoy, but you probably do need to be more of a game fan to enjoy, is called Baseball Highlights 2049. (laughs) Uh, uh, And this is a game uh, where... You have a base. The year is 2049, and you have a baseball team, and it consists of human players and cyborgs and robots. And you're basically uh, collecting a deck of uh, different players and trying to um, field that team and uh, score points and stuff. And uh, you play. What's cool about this game is you kind of play it as a seven-game series. So like, you play a game, and then in between the game. Uh, one in between game one and game two, you like draft new players into your deck based on how well you did in game one. So then you have like a better deck for game two and then you play game two. And then based on how well, how many runs or whatever you score in that game, you draft new players for your third game and you like keep going. And it's like a best of seven uh, series. That sounds great. It's really fun. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, uh, I'd recommend it. Um, I, I, I don't know any, uh, baseball board games but i do know the video game mlb the show <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh and also can can oh can griffey jr's winning run for super nintendo <laughs> famously we did a live broadcast on the show um yeah <laughs> that's a great point honestly i can't rem- recommend either of them enough yeah so. Uh, I have not played MLB The Show, but it, it sounds like it's kind of a game, too, where you can create your own team and have it, like, be multiple seasons, and you kind of see that team grow and progress. And yeah, stuff, you and... sort of go through, like, manager mode. Yeah, and, but you can also play it, 
Yeah, I don't play that many video games, but that sounds like a pretty fun, cool way to to approach it. I have not made the plunge, but I, and this is a stupid, arbitrary reason, um, because um, I I won't buy a game with Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees on it. I believe the um, this year's version has a Cubs player um, on it, which yeah, it was uh, was it. Uh, who's their short or their second baseman? It's what's his name? We love him. Um, let me see. Oh, this is bad that we can't remember. MLB the Show 2020. Looking it up. We're looking it up, well, folks. Obviously, I'm never gonna um buy <laughs> anything that represents the Cubs because. Oh yeah, sure. What happened? Javi, Javi Baez. Yeah. What happened that made you not like the Cubs? All I want for Christmas is for this to go away. <laughs> this moment right here. Uh, 2016 we, has followed me all the way into 2020. So. It's true. We do love Javi Baez, though. We love Javi Baez. Yeah. He's great. Uh, he should be in a different team. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I've heard great things about that game. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Hey, gang. We've made it to our final category, and it is the et cetera category. Missile, M-I-S-C. Other. <laughs> yes. Et cetera. None of the above. Yes. Yep. Who knows? Unquantifiable. Quantifiable? Qualifiable. It's none of these things. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's none and all of these things. Um. Okay. This is a very specific gift that I only thought of because I was given it. A couple of years ago, my father-in-law gave me the complete Topps baseball card set from the year I was born, 1985. So it's a, it's a, like a, there's certain, there's like a, like, do you know the kind of box I'm talking about? It's basically a baseball card box. It is long and thin and you yes. can only fit baseball cards in yep, it. Yep. Yep. Yes. I know Cardboard. exactly what you're talking yes. about. It is that box filled with baseball cards. But they're in a, they're numbered. They're in a specific order. There is a complete set of them. I looked today. It's it's like a it's like a sixty dollar gift. That's amazing. Um, it's really thoughtful. For, yeah, it was really nice. Uh, and I really liked having it. I got to look through these cards. There's like some fun stuff in there. And it, I don't think it's it's definitely not worth anything. You know what I mean? Like at for at a certain point early in our lives, very early in our lives, baseball cards were a weird like worth. They had a value to them, and now they don't really. No, and that's fine. It really tapered off the second that Pokemon cards came out, and yeah. they're like, oh, you can use these for things. Those got astronomical values that still retain value to yeah. this day, and that's like fine. And baseball cards it's, fell off. It's kind of silly to assign value to it, but it's true. It is like a nice, thoughtful gift that I enjoy having. Yeah. I, I'm happy that I have this set of cards. And the nice thing is, do it for any year. The yeah. year you were born, the year that your team won the World Series, yeah. the year you were married, yeah. anything like that. For a baseball fan, that'll that'll mean something. Yeah. That's great. I love that. That's really cool. It's on my list. I'm going to... This is all going on the addendum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make sure you put an addendum on your list. Yeah, for sure. Um... Uh, my last one um, is something uh, for the person who l loves having a little bit of memorabilia in their home, possibly. Uh, and I think a great gift is vintage baseball, anything, mm -hmm. gear, 
to display around your home. Um, I have a like vintage catcher's mask on display in my apartment that my dad, uh, his family, his brothers grew up using, and it's great. I love having it out. It expresses my love of baseball and also harkens to the love of you know Americana and the history behind it. Stuff it, like that. And it looks nice too. It looks it, nice. It looks nice. An old an old baseball glove. Oh yeah. Really nice. Really great. Yeah. An old uh base baseball. Yeah. Even like a replica. They they make um y- you know, recreations of how these old balls were created or old gloves were created. It's like cool and nerdy. Um and it Really, I don't know. It fills a very yeah. specific need. A, a, a pennant of like, oh, my favorite team won the World Series in 1972. Uh, get that person a pennant of that year. Or Even, like that. I mean, you can go on Etsy or eBay and find pennants from like the 1940s, 1930s from teams. Get those things framed, hang them up. That's incredible. Yeah. That's a great gift. Uh, there's like, Cool posters. I I got my dad a poster a couple of years ago of like, uh, all of the different all of the different teams n- team names in baseball outside of the major like majors and just otherwise categorized by different categories and it's like this like weird kind of not flow chart but like circular charts of like here's a category here's all the teams that fall in that category and stuff like yeah. there's a bunch of weird kind of just fun decorative stuff that you can find. Yeah. I guess for this we can change the name from other to aesthetic. Okay. How about that? I like it. I like it too. Hey, yeah. here's the thing. I would like any of these. <laughs> I'm going to send this entire li- I'm going to send this episode of this podcast to people I love. Here's the best gift that you can get your friends and family. A subscription to this podcast. Here's the best gift you can give us. Rate and review. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Happy you, holidays. We're going to get sued. The Bean Ball is hosted by Joey Price and Brady O'Callaghan. Our music is by Louis Aronowitz, and our logo is by Brad Mead. If you'd like to contact us, you can email thebeanballpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.